I'm Eric Miskell with EMS Now, and welcome to this edition of EMS Now Up Close. Uh, today, it's my pleasure to speak with Oshri Kohn. He is the CEO of Cyborg. The new CEO came aboard, I believe it's a year ago. Um, and while we've uh, spoken to some representative Cyborg before, I thought this would be a great opportunity to kind of get a little bit more in the weeds about the functionality and the value proposition that Cyborg brings to market. Um, so, Oshri, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, why don't you begin by introducing yourself? And you've been with Cyborg a year now. Kind of, what's your mission there? Why did you join this company? Okay, so thank you, Eric, for hosting me here. Um, um, so, um, before Cyborg, I was working for 15 years in uh, Mellanox and then NVIDIA. I was the VP Supply Chain in NVIDIA, the networking division, uh, the one who do the uh, all the InfiniBand and, and the network. Uh, boards of, of NVIDIA. Um, as a customer in NVIDIA, and definitely as the one to lead the supply chain there, uh, I was suffering a lot from uh, material issues. And when I'm saying material in the electronics world, that's, um, it means that I'm talking about the component, the electronic components that are being assembled over the boards. And I, I experienced more than once uh, very painful recalls it happens to everyone and it mm -hmm. happened in Mellanox and in NVIDIA and it was really, really an issue. And, you know, when I decided to quit, I decided that I would like to do something very interesting that may impact the electronics world, the supply chain world. And I think the disruptive technology provided by Cyborg or introduced by Cyborg today is something very unique, and I think that is going to change the face of this industry. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. No. So, so let's dig into that. Let's talk about what it is that Cyborg does. Before we get to what the value is, talk it just yeah. functionally. How does Cyborg operate? Okay. The Cyborg so, system. Yeah, the Cyborg platform. So the. Mm -hmm. The platform, first of all, that's only a software platform. That's important to, to remember. We, we don't try to install any hardware or as a customer, you don't have to buy any capital equipment. You, you just, it just won't work. We know I'm, I'm very well aware to these lines and the production uh, mm -hmm. uh, operations, it won't work. Um, so what we introduce is a simple installation of a software, piece of software over the line and all the analysis happen over cloud. And what we are doing actually, we are utilizing the images that are anyway being taken by the SMT, the pick and place machines and the AOI machines. Mm -hmm. So we are utilizing those images. We are taking those uploaded to the cloud and over the cloud, we are doing analysis of each and every component. We're talking here about 100% first time, first company in the world doing 100% inline inspection for all the components. Mm -hmm. Now, we are not talking only on trying to understand counterfeit or recognize counterfeit, not at all. Counterfeit, we definitely do, but that's a side benefit of the system. The best part of the system is first, you see 100% of the issues in your, in your components. And second, you get for the first time, the capability to have a traceability 100% traceability based on visual evidence and not based on logs that you collect all over the process. And of course, this, 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 
process is working. Everyone, by the way, that you ask, do you have traceability? Everyone will answer, definitely we do have. But once you try to dig a bit into the traceability, you see how sensitive or how fragile those systems are. Yeah. And what we provide actually is a traceability platform that based on evidence, yeah. visual evidence. Yeah. So you can't compete with it. Right. And this is, and it, to be clear too, it's a visual inspection top and bottom of components. Definitely both sides. We see yeah. uh, on the pick and place when the machine is taking up, uh, picking up the uh, component, it takes yeah. a picture from the bottom side. And this is mm -hmm. the bottom side. And when we get to the AOI, we get a picture from the top side and then we connect them together. So we have both top and bottom side of each mm -hmm. and every component. And then that goes to the cloud. So in the... And like you said, it's not just the uh, the counterfeits. It could be degraded. It could be you know older. It could be you know problematic uh, uh, right. software uh, uh, components in that in that case. If there were a problem detected, how does the system? How quickly does the system respond? And what? How does the system respond? Yeah. So uh, there are a few modes of work. So first, what we try to understand is, let's say that we have a real that all the items or most of the items or most of the components of this reel are uh, corrosive components. Let's say that they have uh, some uh, mold signs or oxidation signs on the components itself. So let's, let's assume this reel contains 10,000 pieces or 10,000 components. Well, you as a customer don't want those 10,000 to be installed. And then me as cyborg telling you, hey, listen, you have 10,000 boards with scrappy component that won't work for you. Right. So what we do, we realize after the first 10 units that there is some, some issue here, right? There is some mm -hmm. uh, uh, problem that we yeah. may, may prevent. So we stop the line, we indicate to the machine, okay, machine number three, slot number 17, there is a reel, which it's, uh, score, which it's corrosion oxidation score is alerting. Let's take it out, please. So you have the chance to go to the machine, replace the, just this reel and proceed with a good one. Well, here we just prevented 10,000 boards from being contaminated by this reel. Okay. And then does it, also, does it also then identify the boards that have gone through? Definitely. So that you know exactly which ones to pull and to rework. Definitely, exactly. So that's the second mode of work. Wow. If we, if the components already placed over a board, mm -hmm. we know exactly not just which component, which specific discrete component was placed on this specific serial number, board serial number, mm -hmm. but we also can tell you on which ref this, which location over the board. So if you have 200 from the same component being placed over the board, I can tell you, you don't have to touch 200 of them. You just mm -hmm. need to touch R73, this is the one with the problem. So mm -hmm. this is how surgical the system is. Okay. So that's the second mode. Yeah. And now the system itself um, is expanding constantly. The more components you see, the smarter the system becomes, right? And so that all feeds into that. Um, so it's not just, it doesn't build it uniquely off of a new build. So if I start a new build today, you can also pull, or can you still pull from a history of components, similar components? That's the beauty of the system. As we run, the system becomes sharper and sharper because that's an AI 
based algorithms that are running in the background. And as they see more and more components, the response and the results will be better. Today, mm -hmm. we have 4 billion components in our database, and we are growing in a rate of around 250 million every month. So as we are running, you see the algorithms doing better and better job. Because again, AI is based on massive amounts of data. And this is exactly what we are collecting, mm -hmm. analyzing, and the AI is getting trained and trained and trained. So we are sharpening the, the teeth of those uh, this, these AI algorithms. And you refer to this as disruptive. Let me ask the question, how has this been handled to date? Prior to Cyborg Solution, how have companies, manufacturers addressed these issues just after the fact when problems hit? Exactly. They don't. They don't. Shocking as it sounds, they don't. Mm. I, I specifically uh, had to uh, find creative ways to manage my materials uh, uh, um, quality, you know, mainly by having a, or establishing strong relationship with uh, my manufacturer, my uh, key suppliers and so on. Um, yeah. Today, what happens is that bad components in, 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 in good cases being, kept, being caught by the final test or by the burning uh, mm -hmm. stages or tests. Uh, while the bad cases uh, will will not find these bad components while the board is still in the factory and the board will go to a customer. And then you will realize that you have some epidemic uh, spread all over. Yeah. That's the case, by the way, that you need to start dealing with a recall. And that's a real hassle for a yeah. company, anyone. So it sounds like to date, I mean, the, the best practices would have been, you know, deal with the authorized channel so that hopefully you're you're sure that it's coming, you know, you're getting original parts. But then also people would just rely on incoming inspection to whatever degree that's really being done within the, the manufacturer. Right. So that's there, there is a way to do sampling, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, the sampling is OK. It's a statistical way, proven way, which works, but it works up until a point that it, it is good. Once it's not, not working or you miss something, you have SKPs and those SKPs immediately being translated to millions of dollars because you had boards that you mm -hmm. just uh, lo lost or released to the, to, to the, to the field. And yeah. those are big issues. Um, um, Im important to say that, uh, again, it's not just... Um, making sure that the components are original or not. That's not the issue. Even with the original manufacturer, franchise manufacturer, they have their own DPMs. So defect per millions is something, is something that's acceptable in this industry. If you work with the best suppliers, the best manufacturer, you will get between 100 to 200 DPMs, which is very impressive. But at the end of the day, those 100 or 200 components per for every million component that they sent you that contains some defects. But mm -hmm. you want to, to catch those. This is yeah. one. And second, let's assume that very good, high-quality manufacturer that you work with is shipping you components. And let's say those components are MSL3, very sensitive to humidity. Now, the vacuum seal was damaged during the transportation. And your supplier is getting those and store those over the storage for three months. And just then they take it and use it. You have a fully oxidized reel now. And the supplier is not, the blame is not on the supplier because they did great job. And the blame is not on the CM because they did great job. 
So yeah. who blame who blames is it? Well, no one's blame. It yeah. just happened, and you as a customer will definitely be the one to suffer from yeah. this uh, issue. But we can see it. Yeah. A fraction of second before you place it over the balls, we see it. And if you have something wrong, we will we will alert you and we will hold you. Yeah. And, and speak to that. You're starting to touch on those elements, but I want you to kind of address it directly. The value proposition that Cyborg brings to, to the manufacturers who are assembling all these boards. Uh, speak to that directly. Yeah. So if you look on the value proposition, proposition I would uh, split it to four. First, it would be an increased profitability. This is value number one. So since we are uh, looking on uh, of 100% of, of the components, then you get reduced failure rate. If you get reduced failure rate, there is a, uh, uh, you get a high quality product. And if you have high, higher quality product, you reduce your warranty expenses. If you reduce your mm -hmm. warranty expenses, then you get a higher profit. The bottom line profit are higher. You don't have to put aside a lot of accruals, warranty accruals, mm -hmm. uh, uh, in order to uh, uh, you know, make sure that you have the money, you have the, the, uh, the, the place to take the money so you can manage the warranty cases. You know, just a simple example, the automotive industry, every year is doing 50 billion dollars of warranty claim the whole automotive industry while not 100 percent of the cases related to materials but 22 percent are related to materials so we are talking here around 10 billion dollar every year of warranty claims being done on the automotive industry because of bad electronic materials well this you don't have to manage this by accruals you can you can Fight, fight this during the line by adopting smart system with new technology like what Cyborg is, is, is introducing. So this is number one, increased profitability. Mm -hmm. The second one would be the elevated credibility. So we do surgical traceability. Surgical traceability means that we can tell you exactly which you don't have to recall huge population or definitely not keep uh, uh, bringing back uh, boards from the field by lot or by date code yeah. we can tell you exactly which specific boards contain the problematic components so you can collect only those specific mm -hmm. boards if this is the case then you have smaller recall populations. You don't have to recall huge amount of boards. If you have smaller recall population, then you get a minimized impact. So your products counts high reliability products, and therefore you have an elevated credibility. So this mm -hmm. is two. Yeah. The third one is enhanced execution. So, so again, we start from the fact that we review 100% of the components. So it means that there is no bad components assembled over your boards. It minimize your scrap and minimize your rework rate, definitely. And then you get a higher throughput from your lines. Well, of course, if you don't have to redo, then you have a higher throughput. And if you have higher throughput, then of course you can better and faster deliver your product to customer. Therefore you have an enhanced execution. So mm -hmm. that's number three. Number four and the last one, that's actually a more resilient supply chain. Because again, we're holding massive database. We're holding today 4 billion components, 250 million additional components every month. So we have this massive database. You can start looking on the database in order to, to 
find smart insight. We provide a smart insight for procurement, for example, procurement teams. And these guys are making, starting to make informed decisions based on the data, based on the statistics that we provide them from the field, not something theoretical. So you, get, you can get reduced cost and you can assure availability. Well, that's the, the dream of a, a resilient uh, supply chain. Yeah. So this is how we uh, uh, provide all those propositions to the market. Yeah. And what I hear you saying too, and, and, and it's a great point, is that you can't eliminate, as you said, even if you're getting it from the from from the manufacturer direct through the authorized channel, there's still, you know, the, the defect per million that you're going to get within that. So you can't right. we can't do away with it. It's not a perfect system in that sense yet. But what you do is you help minimize the risk associated with that. Right. Exactly. And again, if if yeah. a supplier provided very good batch. Mm-hmm. However, they provide some DPM in this batch, which is embedded in every batch. Then we can see this DPM. We can see these these items. Or alternatively, as I explained, if they provided a perfect batch, but something went bad, something bad happened in the transportation or in the storage phase. Well, we see those. Yeah. We see it all. And we alert you for those. And we stop you. Even if, if you would like us to, to take actions for you, we take actions for you. Okay. Okay. Tell me, tell me, Ashi, who, who are your the customers? Obviously, EMS and OEM. Uh, Are there particular sectors that you're most kind of prominent in currently, and are there ones that are growing? Yeah. So, well, actually, everyone who build boards can be our customer. I can tell you that today, uh, the main verticals that are getting a lot of interest in this would be the uh, datacom. Uh, without mentioning names of cust- specific customers, yeah. but again, datacom, uh, storage and servers, uh, vertical, uh, CSPs, um, automotive yeah. is starting to uh, get a lot of attention around this uh, system. Uh, medical is very important. Aerospace is very important for those guys. By the way, automotive, medical, and aerospace, uh, this system is critical for them because they mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, regulations they need to uh, to meet and yeah. you know part of the regulation for example is a very accurate traceability system well collecting logs is good but not good enough as the regulation asking them as the standard mm-hmm. instructing them so this system is bringing a new capability to this industry mm-hmm. and with this new capability they are doing better jobs so this these are the verticals that we are dealing now with okay very good. and tell me can can you share an example of, of a customer that you've engaged in the type of results that they, they've seen or the feedback you've received uh, from anyone, not again, not asking you to name customers specifically, but more to, to kind of paint the picture of how this system has benefited someone. Yeah. So um, we have a big customer, a big OEM, um, and they decided to um, uh, install the system and verify their traceability. So they do have a traceability system. They started with, well, well, of course, we do have our traceability system, but then they realized that they probably have some issues with their system, with the accuracy of the system, and they decided to install this, the, the platform and start uh, comparing between what we see actually visually, see, and what the logs that they get. And we, and we provide them a fully comparison 
a system or fully comparison platform, and they and they just um, uh, compare and look the statistic behind those comparisons. Mm -hmm. Well, the results are I wouldn't say shocking because I know the uh, I and we know the the reality, but that's around two and a half percent of mismatch means that if you are a customer and they are a customer producing around 10 million boards every year, then two and a half percent of the boards include wrong yeah. traceability components. So in some rainy day, if they will have to pick mm -hmm. those boards from the field, best case, they will pick the wrong ones, but they will still pick too much boards and mm -hmm. the, the impact is just lost of money. The bad case would be that the wrong one, the bad ones, the real bad boards mm -hmm. will remain in the field. And that's a disaster. Yeah. That's a real disaster. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned your traceability uh, solution. Is that the Falcon? Is that what you were referring to there? What you call Falcon? No, the Falcon, no, the Falcon is still not uh, out there in the field. We're still working on implementing it into the field. The traceability system doesn't require anything. It just okay. requires to connect to the machines, getting the logs from the machines. And in the AOI, for example, we just need the pictures. We take the images from the top side of the components. We read all the marking on the top side of the components and we analyze it and mm. we bring back the results of what does it mean each and every component. We can tell you what is the date code, what is the load code, who is the manufacturer and what is the manufacturer part number. So if you think that you got a, uh, uh, date code, let's say uh, 2246, which stands for year 22, week 46, mm -hmm. and we see 2230, then it's not what you think that you, you got assembled. Yeah. Well, that's that's a wrong traceability. And that's a very bad one, because if you try to uh, uh, bring back material from the field, you will bring the wrong material or not bring the right one. Yeah. You know, what I love about your solution, and we've joked about this on some of our interviews, is that AI has become kind of a marketing thing in the last year, right? Everybody talks about the AI in their system. <laughs> and that means different things to different people, right? But what you're doing is really, really optimizing the benefit of what AI can really do, which is to help take these huge amounts of data that a human couldn't sift through and do this with and let the, let the AI perform that function. So I'll, I'll tell you even more than this. Without AI, we have no chance, no option to do this. Because again, as I, as I, as I told you in the past, um, if I will try to, let's say, use another or different different technology than AI, let's say a, 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 a machine, a, a, a picture a comparison, a, okay, visual a, a picture comparison, then if you're a customer, I will have to ask you for each and every component that I am I would like to uh, uh, review or scan, I will ask you a golden unit. Well, you wouldn't accept it ever. I mean, you throw me away in a minute and that can't happen. It won't work. So I need to be able to manage independently. I need to see components, learn the system, learn the component, train the algorithm, retrain, retrain, and then it becomes stable. And then I can, I, I collect the data using the AI. I build the algorithm. The AI build the algorithm. And at the end of the day, as, as I get more and more data, the algorithm is getting sharper and sharper because we bring more and more data mm -hmm. and retrain the algorithm again. Mm -hmm. This is how the system works. This is how we are utilizing this fantastic uh, technology for our benefit and for our customers' benefit. 
Yeah. No, that's excellent. That's excellent. So tell me, people who are watching this, who who are interested in uh, the Cyborg uh, solution, and the, and they, they want to discover more about it, how should they should they who should they reach out to? Yeah, so we have um, our own salespeople. Um, they can just approach, you know, even to sales at cyborg.ai, C-Y-B-O-R-D.ai, and that's it. They, they will, we will get the email. My sales team will get the email. They will approach them back. And um, I'm sure that they will, they will uh, start talking together. You know, every customer or some customer have different reasons they approach us and we know how to adjust the system. The system is quite flexible, you know, because that's a platform. If yeah. someone would like to make put his focus on traceability rather on quality, that's fine. If he would like to take both, that's fine as well. I mean, we are flexible because the capability is there. You just choose what you would like to take and take it. Okay. So uh, we're almost halfway through 2023. Is there what can we look forward to from Cyborg in the remainder of the year? So um, first, I think that uh, while more and more customers are coming in, as I said, we're increasing our database and it's going to be an amazing database growing very fast. Um, uh, And as we grow the the database, so the result will be uh, more and more accurate. This is one. The second uh, and interesting point is something that we are working now with the machine manufacturer together with few uh, strong um, uh, partners is we are working on a bi-directional feedback. So not Mm. us, not not just uh, Cyborg getting the pictures from the machine, but the other way around, the machine getting the feedback from Cyborg so they can do the job better. I give you an example. Um, uh, Let's say an AOI platform. So Mm -hmm. the AOI is looking for some issues with the assembly happened over the board. Um, but they need to, to look on each and every board from scratch. But if Cyborg sold those components on the previous stage of SMT, of the pick and place, yep. then we can alert the AOI station and tell them, listen, this board, this rev disk, there is an issue. So the AOI will go there and put extra attention on this component to understand if there is issue or there is no issue on this one. So that's the next stage. So bidirectional feedback to machines and to lines. That's gonna that's gonna happen during the the, the second year of this uh, the second part of this year. Excellent. Well, something to look forward to there. Um, Osha, you are a very good interview. You clearly have a great understanding and appreciation for the technology, but you also speak about it with such passion, and that that really comes through. And uh, I could see why why you're a good uh, kind of ambassador for what you're doing there. So, uh, so I appreciate the the, the chance uh, to to speak with you today. Hopefully, later in the year we can do this again and get an update on on how things have progressed. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you.